We tell you which Buccaneers position groups are the strongest and which have the most to prove this season. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into today's episode of Locked on Bucks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JYarko underscore Bucks. He is David Harrison at DHarrison82. Both of us credentialed members of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. David is a staff writer over at BucksGameDay.com, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. And on today's episode, we're going to identify some players that have the most approved this season. But we're going to take a wider lens look at this whole conversation. First, we're going to talk about units that need to outkick their coverage this season, meaning they need to outperform what everybody is saying about them entering the season, right? Outkick your coverage. Uh, but first, we're going to start with some good vibes on this Monday morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're, you are uh, making us your first listen of the day. And we're going to talk about two units that we expect to lead the team to success this season, James. Uh, so we're going to call this our strongest units on the roster, the, the the unit, the group that we have the least amount of questions about uh, and that we think are really if the Buccaneers can outkick their coverage, which, you know, outperform what everybody expects them to really not do in the coming season, which unit, in your opinion, is going to be the main catalyst for that success? To me, it's the wide receivers, right? You got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Trey Palmer, Devin Tompkins, Raheem Jarrett on the practice squad. You got David Moore. You got Ryan Miller. Uh, you got Bo Cephas. Um, but you take a look at the the top of the top, right? You got Mike Evans and you have Chris Godwin. They are the top two in franchise history in receptions. They're the top two in receiving yards. They're numbers one and four all time in receiving touchdowns for the team. You would be hard pressed to find too many wide receiver duos better than Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So that's locked, loaded, stashed away. You're good. Then you get to Trey Palmer. This is a guy we have talked about numerous times on this show. This is a kid with 4-3-3 speed. He led the team in touchdowns in the preseason. He's brought another element to the receiving core, kind of what we thought Scotty Miller was going to be. Trey Palmer yeah. is starting to become. Now, he's got a long way to go. Scotty Miller, great dude, good receiver. Wish him the best of luck in Atlanta. Had one of the greatest catches in Buccaneers franchise history. But there's also a reason that after that season, he didn't really quite build off of that. That's what they're hoping Trey Palmer is going to be. He has the speed. He has the hands. He has the ability. So he's who they're looking at as the number three guy. You have Rakeem Jarrett. Again, super impressive from minicamp all the way throughout training camp. He was impressive in preseason games. He led the team in receiving yards during the preseason. He's a smaller frame guy. You know, we're talking about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin being these six no. and a half foot monsters. Trey Palmer, smaller guy. Rakeem Jarrett, 
He's six foot. He's another smaller guy, but he's got really, really good hands. He has absolutely no reservations about laying out for a football. You know, he's a guy that they're going to rely on heavily. Devin Tompkins, special teams threat, as well as an experienced receiver. Again, you're sacrificing that size, but Tompkins is one of those guys that is absolutely fearless going over the middle. Then I fully expect after week one, David Moore is going to get promoted to the 53-man roster, called up off the practice squad, and then you're bringing in experience. Experience in the NFL, experience in this offense. He's got over 1,100 yards. He's got 13 touchdowns in his five seasons in the NFL. Only twice has he played in every game in a season, so there's been some issues there, but he brings that veteran leadership. He brings that knowledge to the room to be able to help guys like Palmer and Jarrett and Tompkins, along with the leadership, of course, of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But, you know, you can take a look at any team across the NFL. They lose If the Raiders lose Devontae Adams, if the Chiefs lose Travis Kelsey, if the Bills lose Stephon Diggs, if the Vikings lose Justin Jefferson, yeah, those teams are going to take a massive step back. So if the Bucks lose Mike Evans or Chris Godwin for extended periods of time, it's going to be trouble. But these are players that can all step up, that can all contribute. They can fill in the gaps if you do have to miss out on one of those top two guys for a week, for a half, maybe even as far as two weeks. But you know, mm. I'm not saying that Rakeem Jarrett is the, the next coming of Chris Godwin or anything like that. But top to bottom, all the things that these players provide, all the different skill sets that they have are going to complement each other in Canales' offense and makes them a really, really difficult group to contend with. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with, with pretty much everything you said. I think it's interesting. The last the kind of the last point you make comparing other teams, if they were to lose their top targets, kind of how that would impact their team versus how it would impact the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You mentioned Devontae Adams. I mean, if you get rid of Devontae and you get rid of Mike, would you rather take the Raiders remaining receiver group or the Buccaneers receiving group? I'm taking the Bucks, right? Same thing with the Bills, same thing with a lot of teams. Uh, I think maybe maybe the Miami Dolphins, right? Like they got Jalen Waddle. I wouldn't put Jalen Waddle at Chris Godwin's level just yet, but like still a pretty good good you know number two to step up number one. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, that you make some valid points there. I think it's interesting because if you were if you were to take this unit, right? And I really like when people do this, like on on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And they say like player A has this stat line, player B has this stat line. Which one would you want to take? And then you inevitably pick the guy. And they're like, oh, surprise! It's Jamarcus Russell, and you know what I mean, like. And you're like, oh, man, I picked the trash guy. Like, oh, you know, what's weird? Um, if I were to tell you that there was an NFL team who one of their strongest units on their team was a, a veteran receiver in a contract dispute, a somewhat veteran receiver coming off or coming into his first full year post ACL injury recovery and two previously undrafted rookie free agents and a rookie. You would tell me that team's going to be picking first overall in the NFL draft. Like if I were just to put those numbers, like that biography up, you would tell me that that team will be picking number one overall. Congratulations, Caleb Williams uh, will be your quarterback. And of course, that's what a lot of people expect of the Buccaneers, right? So that might be a little bit of where that's kind of coming from. But when you're a Buccaneers fan and you're watching everything closely, or you're us and you're watching everything closely, or you're a pewter report or your bucks game day or bucks nation. Like you see the, yeah, butts in there, the context in there. Right. And, and, and you mentioned it like Rakeem Jarrett was a guy that I really, and I wasn't alone in the, in the Washington media group that really wanted to see the commanders take a flyer on him because we all knew that his talent level was above the, the, the press that he was getting and the hype that he was getting. So when the Buccaneers got him, 
I was doubly happy because I'm like, cool. I just want to land on a team that I get to cover because I want to see what this kid can do. And like you mentioned, he absolutely balled out. And yeah, I, I fully expect David Moore uh, to be to be called up for week one and potentially land on the active roster, you know, completely at some point in time. We'll see how that works out. But even if he's just in the building, you know, like I, I don't know how the people completely understand this, but like practice squad players, like they're at every practice. They're in the locker rooms like David Moore's locker is right next to I don't know who's exactly, but like he's there with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin. So it's not like they're in a separate part of the facility and, and all this stuff. like David Moore is there actively helping these receivers get even more caught up to what Dave Canales is going to want to do and certainly helping the quarterbacks at the same time. So that that veteran in the room who knows the language knows what they're trying to accomplish with this new offense. That does help whether he ever gets on the field or not, but I do believe he'll get on the field as well. So, yeah, I really like this pick, um, James, but I've got my best unit on the roster as well. So I'll drop that and let you tell me how awesome I am or you can tell me how wrong I am. Uh, that's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we'll do that thanks to our friends over at Underdog Football Season kicks off this Thursday. James, this Thursday, it is officially the regular season. Yeah! And there's no better way to get into all the action than with Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. I actually just this weekend put my first entry into the Pick'em game. It's a lot of fun. You only pick between two to five players. Select whether they're going to go higher or lower on one of their stat lines. Then you do what you usually spend kickoff night doing anyway. You watch the game. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money, and it's legal in over 30 states, and it's a ton of fun. And what I really like is if you're a little nervous about some of your picks, they actually have an insurance mode. You don't pay anything extra than your bet, but instead of going like five for five, if you go four for five, you still win money. If you want to build your dream team today, head over to their easy-to-use mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with promo code Locked On, not only will Underdog double your first deposit of up to $100, but they also have a Pick'em special live right now in their Pick'em lobby. Patrick Mahomes only has to get one yard for your pick to be correct. I think that's a pretty safe pick. Remember, that's Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code Locked On. Use the link in the description or scan the QR code if you're watching this right now on YouTube. Thanks again for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of the day every day, especially today, starting off regular season week one here with us. The Locked On Ultimate NFL Season Preview is here. The seven-episode extravaganza brings opinions, analysis, and plenty of debate from all 32 Locked On NFL hosts. James Jarko represented Locked On Bucks and held it down in the NFC South conversations with added insights from our national experts. It's a can't-miss series before the season kicks off. Catch every episode on the Locked On NFL channel on youtube or wherever you get your podcast every day be sure you come back tomorrow because james and i are going to be discussing the most important players to a successful buccaneers season this is different than the best players we're going to talk best players here in a second we're talking most important so there can be there's gonna be some different wrinkles to that conversation make sure you come back for that so james says the strongest unit on this team is the wide receiver group and i certainly think there are some merits to that as well i went defensive side of the ball and I went with the off-ball linebackers, specifically Levante, David, and Devin White. Levante and Devin, and we'll get to some of the other stuff here in a second, but Levante and Devin combined for over 2,100 snaps for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022. That snap count outsnapped every linebacker duo, every top linebacker duo in the NFC South, every single one of them. The Falcons' top linebacker duo, 
The Panthers line, top linebacker duo, the Buccaneers group, Levante and Devin, outsnapped them by over 100 snaps. Over 100 snaps is more than a full game. So Levante and Devin basically put more than a full game's worth of work in than their nearest competitors in the NFC South, and they outsnapped the Saints' top linebacker duo by even more. So the Saints are just out there taking vacations in the season uh, while the Buccaneers are hard at work. So uh, beyond that, the Falcons' top snap getter, Rashawn Evans, is somehow still a free agent. Had a career season last year for the Atlanta Falcons. Was literally their best defender on the field and doesn't have a job. I don't know how that happens, uh, but and obviously it happens. Running so, back? Is that why I don't? I don't yeah, I don't. I don't know what he did, but uh, it's it's amazing to me. It's it's amazing to me. So, um, while Devin White obviously brings a lot of drama right off the field on the Instagram feed, all that stuff. Uh, he also brings a lot, a lot, a lots of the greatest ability that any NFL player can have. We talked about this a lot every day. As you've heard us say this a ton. The greatest ability is availability. We didn't invent that. We stole it, but everybody stole it, but it's true, right? That's why everybody repeats it. That's why everybody steals it because it's absolutely true. The best available or the best ability is availability. doesn't matter how great you are if you're sitting in the trading room, right? Devin White has missed only four games in four years of his NFL career. Levante David has only missed five games in Devin White's career. So since Devin White came in, Levante's only missed five games. All of those coming in 2021. Since Devin White entered the league, he and Levante David are top 12 among all off-ball linebackers in games played. No other team in the National Football League has two in the top 20. Forget the top 12. No other NFL team has two in the top 20 that have played as many games as Levante David and Devin White have for their single team. White and David are also both top 10 in tackles in that time frame, top five in tackles for loss, and top 20s in sacks. Only the Baltimore Ravens, who everybody knows, they're pretty much they're pretty well known for their defenses, right? Only the Baltimore Ravens have two linebackers, Tyus Bowser and Patrick Queen, who are in the top 20 in sacks during that time frame. Other than that, no other NFL team in the National Football League, none, not a single one of them, can boast the same claim that Tampa has with its two off-ball linebackers over the past four seasons. So, Levante David's getting older. We have some, some concerns, if you want to call it that, that this is going to be his last ride. Devin White has some social media issues. So we have some concerns that this might be his last ride in a Buccaneers uniform. But for 2023, regardless of what the future holds, that unit, that dual person unit is the strongest unit on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. And that's before you even get into K.J. Britt, who has a few years of experience and hopefully is going to take another step forward. I get it. I got it. We're good. Um, and then Servasi Dennis, who has all the all the potential in the world, if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I I 100% get why you went this route. And I, how many times on this show, David, have we talked about how Devin White, when he's at the top of his game, is the best linebacker in football. When he's at the top, yeah. he is the best. The problem has been he's not always at the top of his game. And sometimes, the, whether it's outside issues, whether it's frustration, whether it's other things like that, it it seeps into his game a little bit and there are mistakes, but the the perfect example, and we'll continue to bring this up, was the 2020 playoff run. He was mm -hmm. at his peak during those playoffs against the Saints, against the Packers, against the Chiefs. That is who Devin White can be all the time. And when he's up there and Levante David is, he's always Levante David. It's very rare we come on here and talk about mistakes or miscues from Levante. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt that that those two are going to be, you know, one of, if not the best 
you know, group on the field for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then you, you mentioned it. I know I talked a lot about kind of the depth with receiver, but it's a little bit different, right? There aren't certain packages built for the backup inside linebackers, but there are going to be packages built for receivers. So you do have to take a look at the depth. You know, if Devin White misses a game, if Avante David misses a game, KJ Britt has improved exponentially over the last couple of years to the point that he could be a viable starter in the NFL. Maybe he'll get that chance if things don't work out with Devin. If Levante moves on, we don't know. And then Servassier Dennis, it really stinks that we didn't get to see very much of him in the preseason because you and I watched a lot of pit games after the draft. We kept talking about how special this kid can be. So probably going to be a little while before we see that start to develop because of all the extra time he missed. But no, you're 100% right. The the inside off-ball linebacker position is is really, really good for this team. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's real quick, before we get to our next break, talk about the areas that they're the groups that need to prove the most, right? They need to prove the most this season to us, to the fans, honestly, to themselves. I'm going to kick it off real quick, offensive line. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised I'm talking about the offensive line, right? We got a whole lot of new starters. Uh, let me see if I can count them all. Five new starters because Tristan Wirfs was not the starting left tackle last year, right? Five new starters on this offensive line. And oh, by the way, they didn't really get a whole lot of work in the preseason together. Tristan Wirfs only played 21 snaps in his new position against live competition. He was admittedly nervous about the change during the offseason. That's not going to go away in 21 snaps, guys. Okay, so there's still going to be a little bit of nervousness there in him and for me, for him. Now, he graded really well in the one game that he did play in the 21 snaps that he did play. So that's promising, and it's Tristan, so we obviously have some confidence there. But I think Tristan's got to prove to himself and to the team and everybody else that he can be this left tackle that we all think he can be. And then everybody else across the offensive line, uh, Luke Gedeke especially, has to prove that this is going to be a good fit for the Buccaneers moving forward. Yeah, no no argument for me there. Mine is going to be the secondary. You got Carlton Davis, you got Jamel Dean. Good, cool, load it up. Now you have a converted safety going to the starting slot corner in, in Christian Isian. You have D Delaney. You have Zion McCollum, who still struggling, still trying to get it. You got a rookie in Josh Hayes. You got Derek Pitts. You got Don Gardner, who's on IR right now. Um, if Carlton Davis or Jamel Dean go down, it is full-blown panic time. 100% full-blown panic time. This position group has got to figure it out. And I realize they can't be left out there on an island all by themselves. That pass rush has to give them some help. But there is a lot of really shaky, questionable depth behind Davis and Dean. We don't know how Izian's really going to perform. He won the job, but this is, this is going to be real interesting. So a lot of eyes are going to be on the secondary, especially in week one against a, a passing offense like the Minnesota Vikings. When you got Justin Jefferson, you've got TJ Hawkinson, the highest paid tight end in the NFL, and then you got rookie Jordan Addison who can light it up. So uh, with that, we, uh, we're we going to get away from the strongest and the most approved in terms of units, but now we're going to talk about who are the best players and which players have the most approved. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for, prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. 
Looking for a player to take at fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense and help you speed to victory? Then use a luxury pick on Giants tight end Darren Waller. The former Raider is already riding in style again with Daniel Jones locked into him all throughout training camp and the preseason. The connection is strong enough already to believe that Waller will go back to being a reliable cog at his position. Grab him after the top few tight ends are off the board. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows about a championship team being all about each player being the perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit, over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle are available right at your fingertips. You can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternator shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For parts and accessories to fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Wrapping things up here on a Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. It is Monday of game week, y'all. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. All right, David, we have talked about the strongest units we have talked about the units that need to prove something this season, but let's break this down a little bit further and take it to the individual player level. So, yeah. you know, th this isn't your strongest player. This is your best player. Who are you oh. going with? I'm going with Antoine Winfield Jr. Because he is the only guy on this Buccaneers defense that can play at every level of the defense. You could, you could put him on the line of scrimmage and do some damage with him. Not saying he can take on, you know, every NFL left tackle by himself and, and also, but there is a way and a mechanism that's not super far-fetched to put Antoine Winfield, Antoine Winfield Jr. on the line of scrimmage and be effective. Put him in the slot, he's effective. Put him in the middle of the field, he's effective. Put him deep, he's effective. Only thing I wouldn't do is maybe put him isolated one-on-one -on -one with like Drake London on the outside. You know what I mean? Like that's probably the only place I wouldn't go with that. So I guess not everything, but pretty darn near everything. And I know that he doesn't get quite the burn that he should on a national level. And, you know, some of the numbers, like he's got really great box numbers, but then his coverage numbers aren't like the best in the National Football League. But I really think Antoine Winfield Jr., if it's simply just looking at the player that can impact your team the most, there are going to be, uh, there, you're going to be very hard pressed to find a single player that can impact his unit better than Antoine Winfield Jr. can. Yeah. I, I mean, Everybody knows that I love me some Antoine Winfield Jr. And I agree wholeheartedly. There isn't anybody else on the defense that has the versatility and the ability to do what he does all across the board. So I really, really like that pick. Um, full disclosure to our listeners and viewers, when David was flushing all of this out, he already filled in my best player as Kate Otten. Uh, that is not who I'm going with. But, you know, David's going to David. Nobody will blame uh, me. All right, I, I do love me some Kate Otten, but I'm not going to say he's the best player on the team. Goodness gracious. No, the best player uh, is Tristan Wirfs. And I say that because he was already arguably 
the best player at his position, you know, the last two, three seasons. You know, he was already walked in the door as a rookie and was immediately one of the best right tackles in football. Now he's changing sides. And I've said it over and over and over. Our everydayers know it. For those of you new to the show who are jumping in because it's the start of the NFL season this week, if he is 80% on the left side, what he was on the right side, you are still talking about a top five left tackle in the National Football League. You realize how hard that is? You realize how difficult it is to find a guy that's that elite at the most important offensive position that isn't a quarterback? And Tristan Wirfs has the mentality, the leadership, the drive, the passion to make himself every bit as good on the left side as he did on the right side. He's pushed himself. He has fought for it. Now he gets the opportunity to prove how great he is. So flipping it over, unless David, do you have you have any qualms there? So I don't have any qualms, but I will say this, that I've, I've recently heard a very interesting story to, to me anyway, and, I, and hopefully it's interesting to everybody else because I'm about to tell it anyway. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, actually, uh, when they came on the clock in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft with the eighth pick. So think about this, like. In order to stop this from happening, the Buccaneers would have had a trade up to pick number seven from pick number 14. You're not doing that, right? It's expensive. The Arizona Cardinals were between Isaiah Simmons and Tristan Wirfs. Like, those were the two guys. They're like, we're going to take Isaiah Simmons or we're going to take Tristan Wirfs. They, they go Isaiah Simmons. So the rest is history. The Buccaneers get Tristan Wirfs, and he's absolutely critical to them winning a Super Bowl. If they don't, like, if the Arizona Cardinals go Tristan Wirfs there, I mean, Jedrick Wills is probably gone too. Makai Becton is already gone. Like, I don't know where the Buccaneers go there because the picks right after them, like, there's a D tackle, Javon Kinlaw, receiver Jared Judy, or Jerry Judy, cornerback AJ Terrell, like CD Lant. Like, do you go Austin Jackson? You know what I mean? The tackle out of USC. Like, imagine how different this whole thing could be going. Um, because if you look at the Buccaneers class after that, like, they went safety, but Antoine Winfield Jr. wasn't like Kyle Duggar was basically the best safety on most people's boards. You're not going to take him at 14 they also they also go running back but i mean are you gonna go uh who's the first running back take clyde edwards or larry like, you gonna take him at 14 it's it's amazing that one decision what it really means moving forward yeah uh the bucks got lucky there for sure thank you arizona cardinals for being a disaster of an organization um <clears throat> my player with something to prove uh and tristan Wirfs can help this dude out a lot it's it's the low-hanging fruit. It's Baker Mayfield. It is 100% undoubtedly Baker Mayfield. This is a guy that all offseason, even right now, you can turn on SportsCenter or turn on NFL Network, and you can see people talking about how Baker Mayfield is going to be a disaster. Baker Mayfield can't do it anymore. The Buccaneers are still talked about as being in the running for Caleb Williams because Baker Mayfield is going to be so bad this is his opportunity to show, look, I'm healthy. I can still do this. I am still a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm going to shut a lot of people up. And if there's one thing we know about Baker Mayfield, it's that he loves shutting people up. So he has to go out there and prove that not only was he the right decision for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the quarterback position, but now he deserves to be their starter 
in 2024 and beyond. And he deserves to get a paycheck. He deserves to get the big contract and help lead this team to success within the NFC South. Because if he doesn't, all those people that said Cleveland traded him for a reason, Carolina cut him for a reason, the Rams didn't want him back for a reason, all get proven right. So the entire spotlight, all the pressure is on Baker Mayfield. Even though they're all wrong, even if that happens, like the Carolina Panthers didn't cut him for a reason. He has to be cut. And they're like, yeah, we're all getting fired anyway, Baker. Go have, you know, enjoy your free agency. And the Rams wanted him back. They couldn't afford him anyway. Um, no, that that's very valid. And and shout out to Caleb Williams for getting paid to be in a Nissan Heisman house commercial while he's still enrolled in college. Like, uh, also, he's in a Wendy's commercial, too. And in a Wendy's. Yeah, well, wild days we live in. So very happy for Caleb and for whatever team he ends up with. Uh, with the number one overall pick next year. My player is something to prove. If you took the the low-hanging fruit in the offensive garden, I'm taking the low-hanging fruit in the defensive garden is Devin White. We all know why. His pass coverage has got to get better. His effort's got to be consistent in his attitude uh, publicly more so than internally because the players seem to be saying like they don't really mind everything internally, which is fine. But if he wants to get the court of public opinion on his side, which I do think is important to a certain extent, he needs to improve there. He's already kind of started, I guess. But we'll see uh, week one against Minnesota, man. I mean, that's... You know what I mean? Like like Devin White needs to be coming out there, playoff Devin, uh, if, if he's going to start turning this ship around. Because our last episode, James, we got people in the comments talking about trade Devin, get rid of Devin, pay Mike and get rid of Devin. And uh, that's not good for uh, for a linebacker. Yeah, you, you want them to figure out a way to pay everybody, but that's just not possible sometimes. So Devin wants his bag. Tampa probably wants to give him one. But, you know, Devin White needs to go out there. Like you said, he needs to be playoff Devin from the jump. He needs to go out there and not give Jason Light, Mike Greenberg, and the Buccaneers front office any reason to try to shortchange him. And if they can't afford him, somebody else is going to pay him a, a gigantic bag. So he's he's out there playing to help the Buccaneers for sure, but he's also out there helping to make sure that he gets a lot of money. That is going to do it. For this episode of Locked on Bucks, coming up tomorrow, we're going to be back to discuss the most important players on each side of the ball. So if you have any comments, questions, or anything that you want to weigh in on with your own list, you can leave those in the YouTube comments or hit us up on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at jarco underscore Bucks, and at dharrison82. Thank you again for making Locked on Bucks your first listener review every single day and every dayers. Thank you so much for continuing to be part of the best part of our days. Until we speak again, be safe, be kind to one another, fire the cannons, and we will see you next time for another episode of Locked on Bucks, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. 